Hello, race fans, and welcome to the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Your host is champion driver Wayne Johnson, who will be telling the stories and talking to the people that make the sport of sprint car racing great. Hey guys, Wayne Johnson. Man, we're uh, into 15 episodes of this thing, and actually we got a little bit to talk about this week. We got to go racing at Knoxville, uh, you know, without the fans. Uh, we stuck up the, we stunk up the place pretty bad. We wasn't very good, but that was probably the longest, other than when I was injured back in 2010, that's been the longest downtime that I've had that of being out of a car, and I ain't gonna lie, I was a little bit rusty, but you know, we got a brand new Kistler engine, and that thing runs a lot different. So I had to. We had a lot of adjustments to be made, but uh, you know, uh, I think we qualified seventeenth in our group, uh, which wasn't happy with. And but uh, you know, and I normally get around Knoxville pretty good, so I was really frustrated with that. And then I think we started. Uh, gonna have to, I think we had to start ninth in the in the heat race or whatever, and. I uh, made a couple laps, and the changes that we made from qualifying to the heat race were absolutely the wrong direction. So we made it 10 times worse and just decided to make a couple laps there, pulled in, and, and then we started uh, eighth in the C main of all things and got to the transfer spot, run second in the C main, and was making grounds with the car. Uh, felt like we were starting to make some speed. Um, I went back through uh, race monitor and looked at lap times, which I do that quite quite often but uh the uh lap times there that i would turn in in the c main were actually feature time lap times for the leaders so felt pretty good about that uh but started in the back of the b i think only made four or five laps uh back behind other cars when you're on and off the throttle we uh especially on the from the middle of the corner of the exit when you're off the throttle and back on we had an issue there that it wouldn't it wouldn't accelerate. Uh, the barrel valve was a little rich for us to be running around with that low of RPM behind other cars, and that's one thing that that's really different with the game of sprint car racing these days. Is is you know if you'll go back and look at lap times, race monitor or whatever, clean air is a big thing, and those the cars that are up front, you know, from the first and second place car to the fifth and sixth place car to the 10th and 11th place car and so on it the t- the speed and the lap times just fall off because you're in such dirty air and and uh we just uh like I say first night back blues you could say we got a lot to a lot to uh adjust and learn and and all that and we actually spent a day on monday at uh, devil's bowl speedway to do a test session so we got a good four or five hours worth of testing i think we went through about about three thousand dollars worth of tires and Learned a really lot. Uh, Got to thank Sam Hayferty for coming over and and helping me. Uh, that way we had two cars out at the same time, and and uh, actually he drove my car drove drove my cars quite a bit and gave me some input on what he thought we needed to do. And so I feel like uh, that we really made leaps and bounds of a gain uh, you know, by doing that. But until we get in race form, who knows, you know? But I really feel like we've uh, learned a lot and and anything if anything we probably made 100 laps so that knocked that knocked a lot of the rust off so i'm just excited to get back to racing now hopefully uh you know we'll go back to talking about knoxville because 
you know, it's kind of weird being there with masks and, you know, you couldn't go over and bullshit with the other uh, crew guys or drivers or whatever, or even the officials or whatever, you know, we, we're a big family out there. So, you know, you didn't get to go, you haven't seen any of those guys in a while, so you got plenty to talk about, but didn't get to do that. So that was kind of weird. And then to look up in the grandstand and, and actually see no one was kind of, I mean, it was a little bit surreal really to be to doing it, but at least we got back to racing and I felt like the outlaws did a great job with the dirt vision. And, and uh, so if you get, if you guys watched, uh, you know, I'd like to hear your input on what you thought of, you know, what kind of uh, show they put on. But what I thought and what I seen, I think it was pretty darn awesome. It, uh, it really seemed, uh, as professional as, as you could get with that. I mean, it looked like a, the production was pretty awesome. So, but yeah, they, uh, now we're looking at, there's a Jackson race, Jackson, Minnesota looks like they're going to have a, a race this weekend with, uh, basically pay-per-view also. And, uh, actually I know there's some stuff at West Texas that's going on that's pay-per-view. And, uh, so maybe that's, uh, I won't say norm because norm is when we all get back to, racing and getting to visit after the races and you know and being all social and that's the norm that's what i want to get back to but at least we're having some races and getting to watch on uh dirt vision or or uh whatever telecast that they get to put it on is is uh right now better than nothing at all because there for a while we were all cooped up watching reruns of mash or something i don't know but just kind of cool to uh, get to go back to race and actually just get to drive down the freeway and a lot less cars on the road. I can tell you that. It's sure a lot easier to drive that big truck up and down the road without having to mess with a lot of traffic. But, well, we uh just definitely ready to get back at it in full swing. And, you know, Peevely's coming up here in a, in a week or so with a two-day outlaw show there with partial fans. I think it's a 50%, I think is how they're doing it. I'm not really 100% sure, but uh, – I'm not sure if they still got tickets for sale. I know they, it's sold out. I'm getting a confirmation here that it's sold out. So it's already sold out. So if you haven't got your tickets, uh, maybe uh, you better get on the ball and get you some for Lake of the Ozark for the next weekend. That's sold out too. Oh, is it already sold out too? Oh, wow. See, I'm, a, Dirt I'm out of the loop. Those, they sold out very fast. I'm really curious though. Uh, Sarah's here now. She walked in and I'm kind of curious to see what the numbers would be for that Knoxville race, what kind of – I know they said it was a, a record for Dirt Vision sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just wondering if it was something where they were – it was profitable for them to make that happen because, uh, you know, there's a big purse to be involved with these races and paying the drivers and, and uh, man, and what what else is, is you know, all the people that stu- stepped up and, and donated, donated yeah. money, and that was really cool. You know, that was – that was really cool. And I know she's ready for me to get the heck out of here and quit being at home all the time and being around here. And that's not true. It's, well. It's I driving, don't even go with you. It's driving me that's nuts. That's not working. It's, what, I'm driving you nuts? No, it's driving me nuts being <laughs> at home all the time. When you're used to being I have gone. a new list of things for you to do. I'm tapped out. No. <laughs> I'm tapped out on the list. Okay. Well. At the listen, she had a list that was so long, and we knocked all those out. She wants to get another list. That's a that's another. Oh no, this is like that's another pandemic. No, no, this is like 
um, like the icing on the cake. I have like little bitty like I'm added busy. touches. I'm busy. Light fixtures and I'm busy doing the podcasts. mailbox and all these little things. I'm doing podcasts. I'm busy. Uh huh. That's right. But now that's uh, kind of, that's kind of the size of it this week. We didn't really. Who's your guest this week? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, we got a guest, uh, Russell Swartz, really good friend of mine. Uh, he is the owner of Outlaw Wings. We've been friends for a really long time, and uh, you know, worked together with his product. I've helped him. I've helped him develop a lot of the new stuff that they've done, and through the years. And I mean, heck, I've known Russell since I was a little bitty boy when his dad raced at uh, Goldsby Speedway in Oklahoma, and my dad raced also. So. I remember riding my bicycle in the pit area, and Russell was a little bit older than I was, but so uh, he was closer to my brother's ages, so he probably thought I was just some runt kid running around on his bicycle. But I remembered him, and and we've known each other that long. But we talk we talk about uh, you know the building of the wings and how it all started, and and actually some stories about when we actually went to a few trade shows together selling wings and some crazy stuff that happened but it's a it's a good it's a good uh short one we didn't go too long today and uh so anxious for you guys to get to know him a little bit and see what's going on he's he's uh gonna be a sponsor of this show so that's gonna be cool getting to be big time with your yeah. show sponsor getting some sponsors we got a couple of new sponsors coming up so yeah we're gonna have some changes in the next week or so so i'm excited about that yeah some changes polishing come. up this old broadcast the old producer she's involved in the audio and the and the guests and the well, whole... now, now we're just hiring professionals to help <laughs> much, much better so but that's a good i'm excited i knew it would be a work in progress so well what's 15 episodes in that's uh over three months so that's and no racing pretty much the whole time so if we can make that fly just imagine well like i said we had a little bit of racing nothing nothing crazy to talk about this week then nothing crazy happened or nothing exciting or whatever but it's uh, to come be careful what you wish for we it's want to too come much excitement. it's to come we're uh like i say we did that test yesterday and man i feel like rejuvenated to see because i've learned some stuff um, one other thing we that we uh stumbled across is our dyno our shock dyno was not calibrated right and so it was reading completely that wrong makes a difference so we we worked on that actually sam helped sam helped with that and uh i didn't know it was wrong because that's just the norm that's what i've always used that one dyno and i didn't realize that there was a way to go back in and recalibrate it and get it right and uh it was back actually the speed is what it was on and that's the way it came so that's the way i've always used it and uh, it's not what everybody else does so it's pretty cool to learn a little bit about that that he taught me and uh Hopefully that's going to, but it made a big difference in the way the car drove after we changed it. So that's pretty cool. Like I said, I thank him for coming out and spending the day with us. And actually he, uh, he learned a lot too. Uh, we did a lot of working on detuning those Fisher engines cause they run too, run too good. And, uh, they make a lot of power and a lot of torque. And with these tires that we have, we have nowadays, it's about drivability. So we built a lot of drivability in those cars. We, you know, what What time did we leave here yesterday morning? We left about 10 o'clock in the morning, and what time did I get home last night? About 2? Two? 2. So I tried a, to stay up, but I couldn't make it. It was a long day. A long day, a lot of laps, and, you know, drove to Dallas and drove back. So it was, but it was worth every bit of it. I mean, if I had to do that every day, 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate because the knowledge that we gained was uh, a lot. So hopefully it just, it transitions into race mode now and it really works. So, because sure so. we have struggled for long enough, I'm ready to get going. So, well guys, that's about all I got today. Uh, we'll get, we'll get Russell on here and, and we'll get to talk to him a little bit and uh, see what you guys think about that. Hey guys, we got uh, Russell from Outlaw Wings on the line today. Russell, we got you. Yes, go ahead. Hey, uh, man, we've been talking about having you on for a while, and and uh, you're so damn bashful. You didn't want to be on, but we we didn't give you no choice this time. But what? Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I'll try to be about as good as Slippy. <laughs> oh shit! I guess I'm gonna talk to myself <laughs> then. Hey, uh, for the listener, for the listeners that don't know, you know, uh, Outlaw Wings was originally started out as called Airflow uh, Racing Products, I believe it was, wasn't it, Russell? Well, actually, it really started as DNR Wings. When I first started, I had a partner, and that didn't work out so well, but then I went to Airflow. Right. Well, so. I know uh, you've been you've been doing this stuff a long time. I remember you building this stuff in your garage and all that kind of thing, and it's kind of... Uh, kind of become a pretty big deal uh i know we were talking here just the other day you're telling me what you're building like somewhere in the neighborhood of like 500 mini sprint wings a year or something uh i don't really have it i don't have a figure on you know what we sell mini sprints or what we sell big wings that we sell usually around 12 1200 to 13 1400 a year combined Combined, that's a lot of wings. Total wings. Did you, <clears throat> did you ever dream that you'd ever sell that many wings? No, not at all. <laughs> no, just started out as uh, it actually. I actually started because my cousin, when he turned sixteen, my uncle bought him a mini sprint to keep him off the streets and keep him uh, <laughs> so so he'd be at the family and stuff. And then his first night. He went out and he flipped it, and they had like a kind of a cardboard plastic wing, and so I tore it apart, and then I just that's kind of how I got started. Well, it did help that you worked at the sheet metal shop. You had all the the brakes and stuff to be able to do all that too. But I can remember some of the stuff uh, way back when that uh, you know when wings uh, first come out when hell I was a kid you were a kid you know hell some of them were cardboard some of them were wood some of them had sheet metal screws (laughs) and you know (laughs) it's it's evolved by from a long way but uh, it's been pretty cool you know I've been involved with it a little bit for the last quite a few years and it's kind of cool just to see how it has all evolved and and now they're you know how they're made being stamped out and recessed rivets and and uh, the weight, you know, of the wings, you know, not weighing anything and being as durable as they really are. Yeah, it's amazing that it, it uh, you know, it holds, it, they hold together for for no more than they weigh. And, uh, you know, how the structural, they're pr- pretty solid for for the amount of weight that's involved in them. Well, I know I like them, especially when you crash. It's like a big old pillow. Uh, not always, but sometimes it sure takes a lot of the. You know, you wouldn't think the way that is it would take much energy out of a out of a crash, but it really, really does. It's pretty crazy how how uh, 
you know, it does. It, it, it's just nuts. It's, it, it's just like a big old pel- a big old pillow, you know. But how yeah. many? Uh, uh, you know, I know David's been with you now for what twenty years? Man, uh, twenty. I think he's been with me. I think this is twenty second year, I believe. Wow, so and you know, Dave, he's Dave, my main man. Dave, yeah, David's a big part of the business, and and he's yeah. he's done the wing stuff for a really long time. So that's kind of cool. I wanted to mention him with this or whatever. But yeah, there's no doubt. I really appreciate everything he's done, and he stays on top of it. And uh, so he, he's the he's the main thing putting the symbol on, coming up with where we all try to design new stuff and try to get everything worked out between all of us. So there's only well just. David is the main one, then we just have a couple of helpers every now and then. So, well, big thing is too is you know with you guys, you'll make changes if you know if a customer wants something different. Just like I know I got some uh, wings for Jody Hegwood, uh, you know, last week or whatever. He wanted some sideboards, uh, you know, made a little bit different or whatever. And uh, right. Yeah, you know, we have so to build got, little even, little changes for, you know, different people want different things, so we try to accommodate everybody the best we can. Right. Well, uh, where do you uh, – I mean, I know you – we had a lot of outlaw teams out there. You know, you had Mastins. You had Brad Sweet with a championship. Uh, what is uh, – you know, what do you think the future holds now? Well, I have I have no idea. I try not to even worry about it. And just whoever calls, we just try to uh, try to see if we can make them happy. And uh, that that law deal is a really tough deal. You know, years ago, Carl Kinzer, we met, we uh, worked with him a while. He helped us out tremendously, and uh, and it's just it's just amazing how every everybody wants something a little different. And of course, Carl, he really, he really wanted something different and stay on top of things. And, you know, I used to, when I, when I started, man, I would go to the outlaw races and I'd try to talk to, to the drivers trying to get them on our stuff. And it took many years. The drivers really don't have a lot of say so on most teams. It's usually the crew chief is the one you should be dealing with. A lot of people well, don't really well, realize that. Well, one thing that really comes to my mind as far as, you know, when the wings evolved and when, you know, because I was around quite a bit when that Carl stuff was going on, that how really when Carl and you got involved on how much lighter the wings got. Right. From what you yeah. had From what you had to what Carl was building and was and, and kind of coached into saying, hey, you don't need this, you don't need that, it don't need to be that rigid. You can use lighter material here, that, and the other. And that's what I think today with Outlaw Wings. Uh, me and you are really good friends, but that's why I still use them also is because they're the lightest wing on the market. That's what we've been – we hear a lot of, you know, that they, that that our wings are a lot lighter than, than our competitors, and it's not something that we really shoot for anymore. I mean, you used two years ago, everybody wanted whatever's lightest, and now, I mean, I don't – change anything to try to make anything lighter so it's just, just want to uh, make them, you know, well, we want to make them last so well the cars are the cars are going faster than they have ever went 
so the wings are going faster and there's a lot more work to be done to, you know, to be able to hold these things together. And, 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 and when you don't crash them, make them last, you know, they're right. I think you, I think you'll remember, maybe we go back a couple of years ago that I had a wing for a whole year, one whole, one wing. And it was wore out by the end of the year, but we had run like 60 races with one wing. I don't remember, remember where the rivets were kind of getting loose and a couple of them had popped out right. and this, that and the other. But we had run like 60 or 70 races or whatever it was on one wing. So that tells you how, how good a product you have, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what we, we strive for is to try to make them last. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, I have a lot of people say, oh, boy, you'd rather, you like them when they crash, but that is not, I would much rather see our wings win than I would anybody crashing. And that that's what no, sells no the wing about when people's winning, so. Or when they're crashing. <laughs> for that matter. Yeah. For that matter, they got exactly. to yeah. buy another one. <laughs> yeah. Right. A lot yeah. of people, probably, a lot of people don't know this, but me and Russell have been friends probably 30 years or longer. And, uh, there's, you know, we always get into some bullshit stories when we, with this podcast <laughs> for some reason. And, and I think Russell knows what, what story I'm getting ready to talk about, but it, yep. it's been probably 20 years ago or longer. Maybe I don't remember. But there was a trade show in Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, Charlie Fuel and Bobby Sparks were selling Airflow wings at the time, and and they were they wanted some product over there for that trade show. So me and you loaded up. I don't remember how many wings we put in the back of that pickup, but they were disassembled. And we were going to build them when we got there, and we were in a extended cab. Your extended cab Chevrolet pickup, I believe it was. Right. And we stood these we stood we stood these wings up in the back of the truck and it looked like it was going to rain and and uh you know we had hanging clothes and I don't remember how it all worked out, but it was my idea. I was like, Well heck, we'll just hang those clothes in those on those wings and we'll just take a tarp and tarp them and hell we'd be all right. Well, we made it about a hundred miles down the road <laughs> and about that time the biggest mess happened. It was about one o'clock in the morning, dark. And all that shit blowed out on I-40. Our clothes and wings and we had shit scattered for a mile down through there in the middle of the night. <laughs> Didn't one of them end up hitting the semi-truck rough? I can't remember that. But I yeah. think one did. Yeah, it? that's what we, they're spread across the highway and we get pulled over and we was kind of, we was going down a hill. So, you know, they're coming over the hill. And like you said, it was dark and a semi nailed one of them, but. I think we either had three or four, and all of them made. Yeah, we either had three or four, and well, I I think we had four, but we ended up taking three with us, and we three made. Yeah, I think we were able to take take patch patch them all back together. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, yeah, we we made it. But I think we made it to Memphis with three, and then the one, and this is the craziest thing is when we got back and everything, the trucker, he, he called me. I had to pay for a, a bumper. I mean, how can a, a aluminum wing tear up a bumper of a damn semi? <laughs> I had to wind up. It was a very costly trip, but but we, know, we, made I, we made it and had yeah, fun. There's no, there's no telling how many times I went down I-40 at that same spot looking for that wing. You know, I always, I always told myself, you know, the guy that goes around and picks up beer cans on the side of the road, when he came to that, he hit the jackpot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt. But 
but but now that we you know one part of that story we didn't we didn't tell is it was raining right yes yes it was and it was shit everywhere <laughs> that was a mess well i'm gonna go i'm gonna go on here and say too that uh we're not racist so i gotta tell this story so but we're not racist people <laughs> but i gotta tell you this i gotta finish this oh story. i'm glad you're doing it <laughs> we we go to memphis we go to memphis and uh we like i say we don't have hell we lost half of our clothes you know and so <laughs> yeah we, we go to this mall downtown memphis and I've never been to a mall that smelled so much like marijuana in my life. But we walk in this mall, and I'm like, Jesus, they smoking dope in here? What is this? So we're walking around looking for something, and then we realize we're the only white people there. Yes, yes, we were. <laughs> and, then, and I'm like, what? So then we're – and it was it was right before Christmas, and we're walking through there, like I say, looking for clothes. I think I lost shoes. I don't even think I had shoes. Or right, or, yeah. And so we were looking for shoes. And, well, anyway, in this mall, there was nothing that was our, I don't know. I don't want to say that. They didn't have any shoes that I wanted. But I'll never right. forget that, like say, we were, and we were walking through there. next, And we never noticed it until, you, know, you know, after we got in and had been there for 10, 20 minutes or what it was. But we were the only white people there. And as we decided we right. didn't have, there was nothing there for us. We got ready to leave. We were walking out. And I think we went by the, the uh, I don't know what whatever you call the middle part of the mall where they do concerts and stuff and there was a line of kids and parents and stuff and Santa Claus was also a black man so but I'll never forget that but but that was the craziest time uh but you gotta realize we were in Memphis Tennessee too but pretty great pretty crazy times and I'm sure I know me and you have a lot more stories that we could tell over oh, yeah. and over and over about that yeah. but uh guys be sure uh, like I say, if you're in the sport and you want wings or whatever, call Russell. He's got a great product. We've I've used his stuff for many, many, many years now, and and uh, you know uh, we're we're actually getting ready to have some new commercials on here. He's he's bought a commercial on here and, and doing some stuff too. So, well, Russell, I'm going to say, hey, thanks for being on. Hopefully, uh, Sarah can piece all this together where we got cut off. Uh, all right, it all. And fix it all up. But anything you got to add? You want to add? All right. No, that's it. I appreciate having me on, and we'll get back on there sometime during the season, maybe. Well, hopefully we can get some wins for them outlaw wings. We'll be able to come back on and really talk about that, hunting. That would really be good. So, well, all right, man. Well, I'll let you get back to work. I know you're busy, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. All right. Well, you two are a freaking mess. Well. That's what happens when you know somebody too long, I guess. Oh, you didn't, you didn't as much as hang up from him, and he was calling you back thinking of more stories. So I got a feeling we're going to have a part two coming well, in the near he, future. Well, he brought up a story that, you know, about when we first started uh, working together, building wings or him building my stuff or whatever, that he trading parts out with my dad there at the junkyard because he had an old Dodge truck. But we'll let him tell that story another time. Well, that was good. Um, I have a question of the week for you. You do? You want one? I bet I got an answer. Oh, uh, we'll see about that. So, Ricky sent us a message, and he asked, when you're staying away from the shop for weeks, um, months at a time, how do the logistics work in getting the parts you need? Well, you know, Ricky 
we start out with a lot of parts. So uh, for that being said, hopefully when we leave, we have plenty. I mean, that trailer is loaded down. You know, when like if we leave to go to the West Coast, we got three cars. We've got five wings, top wings, and tons and tons of parts. But if we needed a car, you know, we always have a car back home. Uh, and if we're out and somebody needs to bring us a car, we just have somebody just come back to the shop, get it, bring it to us. But if as far as small parts or or anything like that, UPS, I mean, with a lot of UPS, I mean, we've UPS tires to Montana or you know, this, that, and other, but yeah, that UPS, I mean. So do you just like send it to the track? Where do you, I mean. A lot of times, you know, I've sent a lot of shocks through the years that just send it to the racetrack and then they just, uh, when we show up to race, just go up to the office and there's a package there for us. And, you know, 99% of the time it works pretty good that way. But really just, it's really not as hard as far as logistically as you think it is anymore, you know, with UPS, FedEx, and unless you needed a car or wings, stuff that, you can't UPS, of course, then, uh, you know, I've had guys, uh, you know, local friends of mine that would take off a day of work or a couple of days of work for me or, uh, don't really have anybody sitting at home or, you know, that's, that's their job, you know, definitely don't need that. But that's really basically, we keep a lot of stuff at the shop too. We keep wings and cars and, and, you know, Russell with the wing shops just down the road. So, uh, there's been lots of times, really, probably my go-to guys, uh, childhood friend Greg Porter, that he's ran parts for me for years. I mean, he is. I think there was a time he went to Maxim, Charlie Fisher's, and Hoosier uh, Tire Midwest, all in like a two-day period. Was on the road for like 36 hours of that 48 hours, and and made all that happen. So. It's really not as logistically as hard, especially with the trucks and trailers we have today, you know, to carry so much stuff with us. Uh, and honestly, Rick, or Ricky, if we uh, we go to California and we go through our allotment of stuff that's in that trailer, we've tore up that much stuff or went through, we probably just need to come home and take a break or regroup. Uh, you know, I'm sure the boss man ain't going to want to be very happy if we're out of stuff because there's a lot of stuff in that. Like I so said, there's... There's there's enough there's enough race car parts in that trailer that we should be able to go, you know, six or eight weeks pretty easily. But there's been times that we have run out of one thing or the other. And if it's small stuff, shocks, torsion bars, arms, stops, I don't know, radius rod times or something like that, wheels, that kind of stuff that you can just FedEx or UPS, that's what we do. Okay. That was a good question, though, I thought. Yeah. Yep. Because, you know. I guess us normal folk that don't live on the road. Well, you we knew, don't. You knew how that we works. don't know how that works. Well, maybe. Or Sarah, she if I need something, she. Can oh, I never leave home without saying, "Do you need something from here? You've brought, from somewhere? You've brought from stuff Tulsa? out. You've brought stuff out of the shop. You've brought headers before. Oh yeah, you just don't ever leave home without making sure you've got whatever they need. Yep. So, well. Thanks, Ricky, for that. If I have not been in contact with you already, I feel like I might have, but if I haven't, I will get with you and get you a koozie, and I appreciate you sending us that message on the hotline. And speaking of that, I wanted to give a shout-out to Lacey Black. I sent him um, some stuff this week, but he happened to call in on the hotline, and uh, Wayne picked it up as it came through, so they actually got to have a conversation. Well, not that I didn't want to answer the hotline. Don't get me wrong, (laughs) but... It came across as a Fremont or Finley, Ohio, I can't remember, number 
and I just talked to Paul Kissler at Kissler Racing Engines maybe 10 minutes before that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, well, he's calling me. Paul's calling me back from a different number, and I answered it, which wasn't – I would, you know, I would have still answered it, but, but it was – I answered it. was it, an Ohio yeah, number. Yeah, but yeah. it was an eye-opener because I was thinking it was Paul, and then it ended up being <laughs> Lacey, and super great conversation. Wish I could have chatted longer. Well, and I had to reprimand um, Wayne here because I'm like, did you push record? Of course he didn't. So we missed that. But I'm just telling you guys, if you call the hotline and you have a number from Ohio, he'll probably answer and you can just talk to him. But anyhow. Well, hey, um, if you leave a message. Yeah, if you'll leave us a message. I might even call you back. And, you know, leave your number or whatever. We enjoy catching up with people and we've got good questions and good um, topics and things like that from you all. So, yeah. Well, Lacey was a super, super guy. He you know and he gave me his history of racing back in there and and i had to cut him short because we were actually uh driving down the road and pulled into a place we actually uh me and the truck driver on the team we had to go uh get our aunt or we got random drug tests through the company so we had to go do our tests and we were had an appointment and i was sitting out front and i had to say "Lacey, i gotta let you go man we're i can't chit chat no more and i felt like i was being rude but i really really wasn't i was just i was just busy at the time and but uh, like I said, I caught up with him. He, he's an old racer. He knew Rick Ferkel and a lot of people that I knew over there. So looking forward to getting back over to Ohio racing. And maybe I can bump into Lacey and, and, and meet him um, yeah. in person. So that was cool. So anyhow, all that to say, the hotline, the voicemail number, um, and you can also text on it. It's 405-362-0620. Keep sending those texts and voicemails. And you can also get us on email, waynejohnsonracing at yahoo.com. You can search social media, um, Wayne Johnson Racing, pretty much anywhere. That's how you keep up with us. Facebook Live, um, when he does his, oh, what is that called? I can't even I remember. Racing. I racing, but I think this is the last week yes. um, that we're, you know, like on the schedule. And then we're just kind of, we may still pop up on that. But as far as TV times, I think we're out after tuesday this week so um that's where that's at anyhow thank you guys for continuing to tune in like i always ask if you'll rate review subscribe i got some more reviews this week so that made me happy thank you guys um and if you do share on your social media send us an email and i'll send you a koozie that's all i got we're still building too we're getting more fans and more downloads oh yeah guys we're we're building this is really becoming Something. Yeah, I'm enjoying I, you know, it. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. When Sarah brought all this up <laughs> to me, I thought she was crazy. And I thought, you know what? And even myself, I feel much better when I speak now. Right. Uh, you know, I go back and listen to the very first episode, and I think my f- favorite word in that was, uh. I'm uh, still an uh, 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 uh but it does get easier. Yeah. It's definitely got easier. And and uh, just knowing what to say or, you know, have a topic or this is something that I think about all week long of what's coming. What are we right. going to do? What are we going to say? We're, and I'm not a note guy. And so I'll t- Sarah tell you this. I don't take notes. No, he has no, I have this so many a, notes oh. and I say, come stand by the computer so I can read as I do it. And then he's like, just This is all in my head. Everything oh, comes bless. from, everything comes. So if it comes off crazy, guess what? That's it, cause That's because it is. Um, I, I've been interested to see, or uh, I've enjoyed seeing how it's, played out in regards to I thought we would be on the road as this started 
to begin with. And so it, it turned into more like we have different visitors or guests. And that was something that I didn't see coming along when well, we first started. So I'm interested to see how it progresses through the season, especially this weird season. It'll be fun to look back on this season because it's like no other season. So we ha- at least we have that well, preserved I've got forever. All the, I've got these plans that I've been thinking about how to, how to do this when we do get back to racing full time. You know, uh, is it at the end of the night after the races are over, over a cold beer, bullshitting with your competitor that's parked next to you? You know, I don't know. I don't know who it is. Just saying, just throwing something out there if we're parked next to Craig Kinzer. Kind of just depends on what night you have. Yeah, And just how it feels and how it flows and say it's a Saturday night after a long weekend. and We don't have to be anywhere tomorrow. We've been to two shows and, and, you know, there's a cocktail involved and just... Kind of wing it and see. I think those would be the really cool episodes because, you know, a lot of times with the races, we all get together afterwards, you know, spend an hour bull crapping and, and, uh, moving, you know, before we go on to the next race. So I think that's going to, I, I, it's been my mind. It'll uh, transition over because time. Because the fans yeah. don't get to see that part of it. Right. And there's a little bit of craziness that goes on too. And, and maybe even, uh, you know, a fan comes up towards you in the night after, you know, we're getting ready to try to cut out and, and it's very interesting. Somebody very interesting that I feel like that could be, Hey, that's a good, right. that's a good interview. Hey, you want to be on the podcast? Right. Bam. Right there it is. Let's do it. Well, you get lots of people that come up to talk to you that, um, know your dad or know you from a million years ago and you well, just get all kinds all of stuff that. like that. That's I mean, it's cool. To, it's cool to, to talk about to. me and my stuff and this, that, and, oh, other. and other people too, but there's or a lot of stuff. Yeah. I want to yeah. see some of that. What, you know what? You know what? What I've viewed for the from the night of mm-hmm. racing is my view. Right. What's somebody else's view? Did they see it the same way I did? You know, I know that when crashes happen and this, that, and the other, nobody has the same view. Even me and you went round and round about that before, right. and I say it didn't happen that way. Yes, it did. No, it didn't. So, <laughs> so you know, just that kind of stuff. It'd be cool. It's gonna yeah. be cool. I just wish we could get back to racing. Well, your wish may come true soon. So, well, I'm ready. It's around the corner. I'm ready. Okay. Well, thank you guys for tuning in again, and we'll see you next week. Anything? Am I supposed to say the COVID stuff? Because I think that's kind of... Oh, are we going to decide the COVID's gone? It's still here. I would still say wash your hands. You always need to wash your hands. Okay. Well, continue to wash your hands. Continue to wash your hands and stay out of Walmart. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) This has been the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. We thank you for joining us and ask you to tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you at the tracks.